hello 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 welcome back to the podcast if you're a regular if you're new welcome to the cfs transformation podcast today we are going to be talking about something that you may or may not have considered um this might be something that is very subconscious for you and that is the fear and the uncertainty of living a quote-unquote normal life again and rebuilding your self-trust after your chronic fatigue chronic fatigue syndrome diagnosis um, or experience. I'm excited to record this. It's half seven at night and I wouldn't normally record at this time but um, I just had this idea that I really need to talk about this because it's a conversation I've had with quite a few people as they were finishing up the program the last couple of weeks um, and this for me is a very memorable part of my own recovery as well. And the time period where I was kind of holding myself back because of self-doubt and fear. And it was kind of like the final chapter of my CFS journey. And maybe, just maybe it will be for you too. This topic ties quite closely with health anxiety. In the episode I did on that, a while ago I remember saying that that was the final hurdle with recovering from CFS for me which is true but this topic today like the fear of getting back to normal and self-trust is like a micro aspect of that overall health anxiety I think. So um, what I'm going to cover today is why you may subconsciously or consciously be scared of living a normal life and let's just say that by normal um that means without the label of cfs that's all i mean by normal there's no such thing as normal there's no one size fits all um everyone's like your normal will be different to my normal but for the purpose of this podcast let's say that normal is living without cfs so that's the first thing i'm going to go over then how to know when you're ready to live normally and then the third thing i'm going to go over is developing self-trust and having your own back which is very important on this journey. I want to do this podcast because one of the biggest issues I see with CFS is not being confident in your ability to be and stay healthy. And on the surface level, you may think your physical body doesn't have the ability to stay healthy. But if that's the case, then we know that that is coming from your mindset and beliefs and your self-worth. Because a human body will always be healthy if we support it to do so. Um, If we haven't got any other medical diagnosis or genetic issues. So we essentially lack the trust in ourselves to make the right choices for our health again after CFS. And this is, this kind of comes through as a lack of confidence potentially a lack of um, education, an overwhelm of social media and the health and fitness industry giving out poor health advice and wellbeing advice, or the reason for this could be purely a lack of evidence thus far in life. Like when you've gone through something like a CFS diagnosis, the evidence that you can be healthy and it's very natural to you is low on the ground, right? The fact that you've gone through CFS and neglected looking after yourself for so long has led you to somewhat believe that you can't trust yourself 
to be healthy. And like I said, if you that might resonate with you. If it doesn't, it could be a very subconscious thing. And you also may be subconsciously or consciously scared of living without your CFS label because you've had it as a part of your identity for so long that you don't actually know what life looks like without it. It's kind of like leaving a toxic relationship. (laughs) So it's out of your comfort zone and it's unfamiliar. This is why it's so important to define what health is to you early on, how you want to feel, setting realistic expectations of your health and your body. And that might look like working on your inner perfectionist, learning to value rest and activity. It definitely looks like knowing your worth and prioritising yourself the majority of the time. Before getting CFS, you obviously weren't living in a sustainable way. But at the time, you may have been unaware of it, like I was. And when we're unaware of the hurt we are causing our bodies, that does something to break our self-trust and makes us feel disconnected from our intuition. If you've ever had the feeling of like, how come everyone else can just do health and it's so easy and I'm really struggling, that's the kind of disconnect and and lack of self-trust within you. I remember months after my body broke down, I was thinking like, how on earth did I not read the warning signs? How have I got myself here? I felt really stupid. But this is actually a good thing because at least I was taking responsibility for it rather than blaming things like genetics or the world or you know something other than myself the first step of growth I think of recovery is acceptance and taking responsibility it's a bit like this lack of self-trust I'm going to give an example here I don't know if it's going to work but (laughs) it's a bit like when somebody cheats in a relationship in a romantic relationship and you didn't see it coming I am talking from experience here Back in my burnout days, um, my relationships were also toxic, funnily enough. And okay, so when somebody cheats in a relationship and you don't see it coming, the damage that does isn't necessarily just the distrust between two partners, right? But the one who gets cheated on no longer trusts themselves and their instinct. That question, that age old question of how could I have not known? How could I have trusted you? It's all very internalised. Like, how could I have misread this situation when I was just on the surface, what you thought was going with how you felt? There must be something wrong with me. The way that my intuition and my trust led me to a place of damage. And when our trust with ourself is damaged, that's when we get more anxious. Just like if you then get into another relationship after being cheated on, you'll likely be on high alert. And once you've ignored the warning signs of your own health to the point of breakdown or CFS, next time round, you're going to be on high alert. This is a huge reason why we see a lot of anxiety after poor health. And this can be why as well, as we start to feel better, like our physical symptoms ease, anxiety actually increases 
it's like, shit, I've got to try this again. And I don't know what I'm doing because I've got all this evidence that I can't look after myself and I got it so wrong last time. But that, of course, is a self-fulfilling prophecy. We can't live on high alert for our health or in a relationship. Um, I'm not a relationship expert, <laughs> but I think that's quite a good analogy, a good visual. Um, essentially, your relationship with yourself has somewhat broken down. When you, when you don't maintain your health and you let yourself get to this state of chronic burnout, you, you just don't trust yourself anymore. So what to do about this then? One thing to understand is that your intuition is not broken. If you reflect, there were warning signs. Your body was trying to tell you. I actually remember one morning, weeks before I went into hospital, I woke up with a swollen eye and... (laughs) such a random symptom I had a swollen eye and like a crazy high fever and guess what I did that night I went out clubbing and drinking months before I officially got sick I was always tired but always wired I wasn't able to concentrate I wasn't eating very well um I was never slowing down like there were lots of little signs that my health needed some TLC So my intuition and my body was telling me that's not broken. It was just me that wasn't listening. And I, like I said, in I think the last episode I did, that's that really comes down to a low self-worth, not knowing your value, not respecting your body. I knew I wasn't well. I knew my lifestyle had become unsustainable in some way, but I wasn't listening. So your gut was actually right all along. It's not your ability to understand your body that's broken it's your sense of self-worth and self-respect and honestly love for yourself that needs fixing because your body keeps the score I'm reading that book at the minute um and it does communicate with you but we need to be able to listen if I had truly cared for my body back then I would have made changes and prevented that complete kind of breakdown of my body and I honestly don't think I would have got as bad as I did had I put preventative measures in but that's always the way isn't it um so just like in a relationship if cheating occurs upon reflection there probably was something wrong in that relationship and you knew that but you were choosing to ignore it because ignorance is bliss right no it's not so (laughs) instead of becoming like hyper vigilant about your health second time around. Developing more trust is what's needed or redeveloping your trust with yourself. And that is actually quite easy to do now. Knowing that you've got your own back and you can only do that when you genuinely value who you are, what you do and like the goals you have for your life. When people don't really like themselves, they self-destruct and ignore their intuition. It's different this time. That's what to tell, that's the thing to tell yourself. It's different this time than it was last time because you've had such a wake-up call. And this is one of the silver linings, the blessings of CFS. You know the value of your health now. You are listening. 
and you're trying to be better and trying to support your body and mind, that's already way more than what you were doing before. You have awareness. And I've said this quite a lot lately, but awareness is 50% of the battle with anything. So it's kind of ironic that we have this um, like high health anxiety and lack of self-trust going to like we almost prevent ourselves going back to living a normal life because we don't believe that we are capable of it but creating that stack of evidence that it's different this time it's not the same as last time so it wouldn't make sense for you to get sick again because you're now listening to your body you've had this very rude awakening to the fact that you can't just treat your body like a machine and um never slow down all these things I didn't have awareness that my body couldn't handle being a type A personality nonstop. I didn't know my body kept the score. I didn't know what was going on in my mind would be recorded in every part of my physical being. I just thought my body was here for this ride and would pull through no matter what. I don't think I even thought that. Like, I just didn't think about my body, really. And I learned from CFS that that wasn't the case. I am, in fact, a human being, not a human doing, not a machine, which is a shame because it would be fun to be superhuman, but I've accepted it. So I hope you can too. (laughs) Something that I found to um, help is understanding and creating evidence for yourself as to why it is different this time around. You could even journal on that. I find if I think through these things I have a like great bit of evidence that comes up and then it kind of just diffuses out of my head along with all the other important things I wanted to remember so getting a journal and writing down the evidence as to why it's different this time can be a much more proactive approach okay so the next thing that can hold us back is not knowing if and when we are ready to live normally One thing to know is that your body will be ready before your mind is. But obviously, that impacts how your body feels. And remembering this getting back to normal business is a process. It's not just a single momentary decision. It's a process. So once your physical body has healed and from like whatever the trigger trauma was that caused your CFS and if you've had medical tests done to say you're physically fine then that is you it's your mind and your mind-body connection that needs healing it's your mind that is still causing your symptoms your mind dictates how your body feels physically so if you still feel physically unwell but you've been told nothing is wrong with you on the surface then it's that's a huge indicator that it's coming from your mind. This doesn't necessarily mean you're ready to live normally at all. It means that you need to do the work to overcome limiting beliefs, create new evidence for your abilities, essentially retrain your brain to think in new ways as well. And um, what was I going to say? It's just gone completely out of my head. Oh, it was important. (laughs) limiting beliefs, create new evidence, retrain your brain and no, it's gone. It might come back later. Okay, never mind. Um, (laughs) 
Okay, so once you've done all of that kind of internal work that's very necessary to creating a healthier mindset, this should then get you to a point of feeling better again, better still, but ultimately you won't feel normal, healthy, amazing until you tell yourself you don't have CFS anymore. And that has to happen before you feel like you don't have it anymore. That's the kind of trick here. A bit like how you work out before you feel fit consistently. Or you have to do something outside of your comfort zone before you feel confident. First, we create evidence, then the feeling follows. So it makes sense that if you um, don't let go of that label, the CFS label, you'll never really feel ready. If you're waiting to feel normal before you allow yourself to say and feel that you're normal, it's not going to happen. I hope that makes sense. So I would say when your physical symptoms are more manageable, you've had support in overcoming limiting beliefs and improving your mindset. And this could be a lot of subconscious work as well. Remember, like if you feel like you've been working on your mindset for a long time, but there's you're hitting a wall and something's just not clicking. Remember, like 95% of our um, mind can be subconscious. So you've got to the point where you are now questioning this. The fact that you are considering, could I let go of my CFS label? This could just be the start of it, right? And again, remembering that this is a process, not a one-time decision. So what I would say is keep, if you've had that thought of, could I let go of my CFS label? Just keep showing up in the way that you want to and keep playing around with that thought. So ultimately, to get to this point of being back to normal, we need to have built some level of self-trust and have a healthy relationship with ourselves so we don't constantly panic and doubt our ability to recover. Having your own back, making your health a priority is important um, in overcoming this fear and living normally again. It's not normal to live with constant health anxiety or constant fear of getting sick. And we develop this kind of self-trust, and I guess you could call it self-confidence as well. We develop that in the small daily habits that we promise to keep ourselves. This is, I suppose you could just say this is one way of developing it. The small daily habits that you promise to yourself our behaviours through self-compassion and awareness and with consistent effort to make sure it's not just a phase but a lifelong commitment. Health is a lifelong commitment. If you've been promising yourself you're going to go for a walk daily but you haven't, you are creating a stack of evidence that you are not going to keep your word to yourself and you can't trust you. This is how small we have to start. The building blocks and foundations of trust with yourself is keeping the promises you make with yourself, just like with someone else. If you had a friend and you said you were going to go and meet them every day for a walk and every day you didn't show up, it wouldn't take long before they didn't trust your word 
and thought you were a pretty lousy friend and then they wouldn't show up. Same goes for your relationship with yourself. If you don't do the things that you say you're going to do, you will feel pretty lousy about yourself. You will become the type of person who says, I could never do that. I'm useless at X, Y, Z. I could never achieve that. Your self-worth, your self-confidence, your self-trust becomes very low and your opinion of yourself becomes very low, just like it would if you had that friend who never showed up. And the, the kind of key to this one is that no one else will know if you don't show up for yourself, but you will. So it's self-accountability. And if you can't trust yourself to show up in the small things in life, like walks, learning, meditation, little, I'm not, these, these aren't like compulsory things I'm telling you you should do. Whatever your little things are that you commit to, little routines or habits, it could be simple as brushing your hair. I don't know. But you know, if you, if you don't show up for that, when you say you're going to show up for it, you know that you can't trust yourself. And it's what you do the majority of the time as well. Like if you just have a a one-off where it's like, oh, I really don't feel like going for a walk today, fine. But if you've been saying to yourself for so long, I'm going to do this and you don't do it, that's you breaking the trust with yourself, just like you would with any other relationship. You're not coming through on your word. And that doesn't just get ignored. That is the foundations of your self-worth. It's the actions we do when nobody is watching that are the building blocks of our self-worth and self-trust. And this is how small we have to start when regaining our trust with ourselves to get us back to a place of living normally. One thing that always makes me feel so calm, no matter what's going on in my life, is the trust that I now have with myself to look after my health and basic needs. No matter what happens with the people around me, places I'm going, places I'm in, challenges I'm facing, whatever's going on in my life, I can always ground myself in knowing that I will do the best for me. I don't need to rely on anyone else. Like I've got my own back and it's such a calm, reassuring feeling. And I want this for you too. And again, this is the blessing that comes out of CFS. You are forced to get to know what you truly need from yourself and it forces you to get your priorities in order. It is a bit of a rough way to go about it, for sure. (laughs) Um, It would be ideal if we could just, you know, naturally come to this conclusion, but we didn't, and here we are. So no time like the present to start developing your relationship with yourself. Have your own back, trust your own word, and know that you are always going to do right by you as much as you can, imperfectly. This will be what reduces your anxiety the most. Start small, start showing up daily, creating those tiny little building blocks of your self-worth. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you. If you do get value from this podcast, I would love it if you could share, follow or review it. Simply so it can continue to grow and reach more people suffering with CFS. It'll take you less than a minute, but it could change someone else's life for the better.